well, hello everybody and welcome to our Friday coffee chat. Here we are, both with a cup. My name is Hedrika van Platen and I'm talking with... Margaret Bjarnadottir. Such a pleasure again this week with you. And I know we have a new timing and we've decided to sort of make like uh, every second week and we are changing things. And one thing that we have changed uh, now on our new run is that we are going to be tackling big, big questions and eight minutes for big questions. That's really a challenge that we feel up to. <laughs> There might be a sequence of episodes then on the same questions if we need to. Yes, probably. I could imagine that's the way. And I do hope that everybody who is uh, listening or watching in gets the idea of um, coming into the conversation with your ideas on thoughts. And uh, Margaret, actually, <clears throat> I decided I have, a, I have a favorite, which I want to start off with. Okay, Let, let's hear it. <laughs> um, We talked about a few things on our first, like ideas. And for me, for a very, very long time, I always have this thing in my mind with how do we decouple the question of time and money? I I can never lose it out of my mind. It's, it, it feels so big and I feel there is no way, but I think there must be a way. So you feel up to take the challenge? <laughs> sure, at least to start discussing it, right? And then we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah. <laughs> So what are your thoughts since you've been thinking about this for a long time? I always think that uh, we are talking about hourly wages when we talk about pay gaps. We break it down to the hour and everything. But then again, um, what does the hour actually mean? In, in certain kinds of jobs, it might be easy thinking of old style factory work, clocking in at six in the morning, eight hours, full stop, whatever you take it, you have a very clear view on the hours that you work and the hours that you get paid and the overtime and so on. But there are so, so many other jobs again where you don't even clock time and uh, where it's hard to decide if how much time has actually happened in a working way or where you have a lot of thought time where you might have your best idea for the job while you're having a shower in the morning. And now is this working time or is this your free time? What time is it? Does it count into it? And um, and then again, we want to have less time. We want to sort of uh, lessen down the hourly, the, the working time of the week in general for like the world. But um, some want to measure it, some hate clocking. Is it good or bad? Are you sort of, uh, When you are doing this, is it like a help for employees or is it more like a bad obligation? So there are so many, there are always like two sides to each of the questions that I come upon when I want to decouple um, time and money. And yeah, that, that would be my launch question. <laughs> question. Yeah, I mean, I think this is interesting, especially if you put it in kind of the context of pay equity and pay equity analysis. What we have seen is that different countries or regions are taking a different approach to this so right so for example canada and um, colorado they both require us to take our wages and then figure out how much did you know a person get paid per hour right and then <clears throat> when you think about for example you know uh, if you have an academic institution right So there, for example, for the adjuncts that work at the academic institution, they get paid per credit hour, right? So for how often they show up in the classroom and teach, but that does not capture all the prep time and all the emails to students outside of the classroom, right? So how do we even then just start thinking about 
taking those credit hours and calculating them down to an hourly equivalence. Um, mm-hmm. So then is it then better to take the approach that some other countries have taken, which is just, okay, let's figure out the total on your salaries. And that's what matters in the end is how much you take into, you know, take home at the end of the day. But we still run into um, problems with, again, even in the, if I take that uh, academic example, you know, where people are getting paid per credit hour, you know, then we would have to determine, okay, how many credit hours is a full-time work but i think that would be more yeah. straightforward than thinking about this hourly equivalent because that's <laughs> that yeah, can be tricky yeah, yeah. absolutely and, yeah. And, and, and we are always like thinking about and I've, i know that i've said it before uh, taking down the time that you work per hour so uh, per, per week so to say that the 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 known full-time let's call it that what's sort of as worth for full-time has a certain fixed set of hours um, to get rid of the part-time because how do you calculate the part-time on what hourly basis do you put the part-time into full-time wage to make a pay analysis <laughs> there we go again yeah. so um, i think that's important and but what again would that be and then the question do you measure it don't you measure it do you clock in everything um, what do you do with the time that you write the emails and um, how can you actually sort of be fair enough to, I'll just open another broad um, pathway on this way. How do you make sure that as an employer for a certain job, you don't give out too much workload that's not possible to be done in at least somehow like a flexible 30 to 40 hour time frame? How do you then again do that? And that's sort of a follow-up path also that will come. Yeah. I mean, I think the challenge for employers is if you have a mixed population, right? If you both have those who are, you know, working on the clock, let's say your manufacturing firm, right? But then you also have your marketing department and your finance department where people aren't clocking. So how do we then make because this legislation is always requiring us to think about, okay, across the organization, are you paying fairly? So then we need to figure out, okay, then what is a fair comparison between being on the, um, you know, hourly on the manufacturing side versus being, you know, sitting in an office and doing a job there. So, I mean, that's the challenge and the open question. But I, I know, you know, uh, one of my favorite examples of reduced working hours comes from Germany, but I think that's an organization where you have a homogeneous group of employees, right? So maybe that's one of the reasons why it works. Maybe you can talk yeah, to that. Yeah, uh, you're talking about Lasse Reingans, I'm very yes. sure. <laughs> and um, he has uh, 25 hour weeks in a way of five hour day. That's actually the, the, the point to have a five hour day. By, uh, and when he implemented it, he implemented it down from eight to five hours but keeping the same wages, because no matter what you said as a full-time, of course, you want to be sure that the wage that you're paying is for the person to be able to live on well and not having to take like a second job on because the part-time is so small. So maybe um, I will try to reach out to him to make him come and join us as a guest and maybe give us his thoughts on that directly in like four minutes of our eight minutes. That would be awesome. <laughs> that, that would yeah. be nice. I, nice, I will ask him. Um, and that's that's really one good way he's he just did it and it's been going on for quite a while and i have heard of nothing really bad coming out of it but they're all good experiences that they've had with it and um i think they're quite a 
quite a few out there, but they're very single in, in their way. And like you said, it's a homogeneous group. There was maybe none, I'm not exactly sure, none already, non working in part-time before. They were all full-time workers maybe, and then it's even easier, but what do you do with others? So, um, uh, <laughs> I've seen the clock, Margaret, our eight minutes are over. I know. Yeah, yeah. And I even, <laughs> this I wanted is a big to... cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. Because I, so maybe the cliffhanger is because I know we have had some really interesting conversations <clears throat> around exactly this, like how do we measure things, especially now that remote work is becoming a reality. And I know you have some really interesting things to tell us about, for example, call centers, but I guess we'll have to talk about that next time. I think we do. We will keep that one for the next time. And until then, I will find out some more on that. The call centers are really an interesting part as well yeah. on the experience to COVID. And I think the whole things that we started talking about now, I would like everybody to really keep in mind and think about the question as a such, but also the combination now with COVID and all the home office, because how do you measure time in home office or how and do you want to do that? And what does it make with the people when you do it and how you do it? So that's, I think, the point in time where we say thank you all for joining us with our coffee. Yep. We will be back soon. All Margaret, right. I wish you a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.